every day on the big show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, what's going on? Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5-1280 The Zone. Join us at the warehouse coming up on Wednesday from 2 to 6, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. It's the warehouse. It's time for what's going on. We check in with the other shows on the Zone Sports Network. Let's start off today with uh, Hans and Scotty G. They had the head coach of the Utes on as their spring practice uh, gets underway. Kyle Whittingham, here's a couple of minutes from that conversation. Hey, uh, you mentioned something in your uh, press conference, Zoom press conference this morning that I thought was interesting. Uh, what's it like having 120 players up there when you usually have around 90? Yeah, it's a big difference, and, and 90 has been the previous high. Typically, it's somewhere, you know, high 70s, low 80s. That's the, the typical amount oh, of uh, bodies you have for spring. And so so we're, uh, what, 50% more than that. It's uh, it's more of a fall camp feel rather than a spring ball feel as far as, as far as that goes. And you look at the depth chart, we got four or five guys pretty much at every position. And so so it's, uh, it is unique and different, but uh, we're anticipating it. Obviously, you know, you could project it forward when, the, when they pause the uh, eligibility for everybody uh, this past fall we knew there was going to be a you know a, a lot of numbers this spring and next you know this coming fall and then things should get back to somewhat normal after that when they go back to the to the uh, you know the regular scholarship limitations coach how difficult was it to make the decision to switch up your wide receiver coaching position well, you know, Guy Holiday, I consider him a close friend. He's uh, those decisions are never easy, but in, you know, you got to do as the head coach. Your responsibility is to do what you think is best for the program in its entirety. And uh, just felt that for the wide receiver room, maybe a new voice and some new leadership could help continue their progression. And and uh, I know that. Uh, you know, the, the guy we hired, Chad Bumpus, we're excited about him. He was here in 2018 as a grad assistant, did a great job for us, uh, coached at a couple different places since then. He was he was uh, at uh, most recently Central Michigan, and and we have uh, four or five players on the roster that are familiar with Chad that were here when he was here the last time around, and and uh, they're all excited to go to work for him, and, and uh, we'll see what happens starting today. What jumps out at you when you look at Charlie Brewer, when you looked at the film and when you brought him in, and, and what do you expect, uh, expect from that young man? Well, first of all, his competitive nature. He's, a, he's an absolute warrior on the field, and everybody I talked to uh, that's connected to the Baylor program said he is the leader of the team. He's the guy that, that uh, everybody rallies around, and, and uh, you know, we're excited to have that kind of leadership and, and uh, person in the program. Not that we don't have other guys just like that, because we do, but that's, that's the thing that jumped out. And the numbers, obviously, that he put up at Baylor were, were impressive, second-leading uh, thrower of all time there I, I guess RG3 is number one and, and uh, Charlie is right on his heels and and so we uh, we think we've got a you know a real competitive uh, experienced quarterback we know we do we don't think we do and then you com- you know combine him with with, Chet, with uh, Cam Rising excuse me that uh, ended up winning the job last year before he unfortunately went down in that first game and then a good uh, influx of freshman talent 
behind those guys. So we got the two guys with experience and, and Charlie with the, the majority of that experience. And then uh, Jaquindon Jackson, Pete Costelli, and Cooper Justice are all uh, three freshmen, along with Bryson Barnes. Don't want to forget Bryson. He's an in-state player that, that uh, has really done a good job for us. So we got six quarterbacks on the roster, five of which will be participating in spring ball. And then, of course, we pick up Cam for, uh, for fall camp. We're talking about 120 players out there for spring. How many receivers you got, Coach? Because I know you've had to move a defender or two over to the receiver position. Do you, do you feel like you can bolster that that position? Yeah, we already have, in a sense. We made some in, an in-house move with uh, Kane Savage and Ben Renfro, moved them to uh, receiver to help uh, with the the amount of healthy bodies uh, available for, for spring. And both those guys have receiver backgrounds. Kane was a very prolific receiver down in Southern California, caught a ton of balls for a bunch of yards. And Ben Renfro also was a full-time receiver in high school. And so those two guys uh, were willing to come over and, and uh, we'll have an evaluation after spring ball of whether we want to keep them there or, or move them back over to the defensive side. But, but uh, that really gave us a boost by – you know, those two guys moving over and gave us uh, two more healthy bodies that can uh, take reps. So Jalen Dixon declared, went into the portal, and then came back. What is that conversation like, Coach, and, and how much are you learning about the way to handle transfer portal guys? Well, it's a constant educational process and, and uh, as far as how to handle it. And, and uh, you know, in Jalen's case, uh, the reasons he went in the portal were not uh, lack of playing time or lack of touches or any of that stuff. It was it was personal issues, and uh, when he expressed the desire to come back, you know he had he had plenty of opportunity. You know, there was plenty of schools that were that were interested in Jalen and, and wanting to give him a chance, but but uh, in the uh, final analysis, he decided that coming back to Utah was uh, going to be best for him uh, from a lot of different standpoints. And after meeting with him and, and uh, talking to coaches about it, we all agreed that, that it was the right thing to do. You know, Typically, that's something that is not our MO, but uh, in Jalen's case, we all felt that that was the, the right thing to do, and, and we're glad that he's back with us. This transfer portal's uh, gotten crazy, and I'm sure we'll get even more crazy when they allow uh, players the one free transfer um, from your perspective, I mean, is it going to be like the old – probably is already like the old Wild West. Is it going to ramp up even more when uh, they let kids uh, jump around? I think so, and, and you're, everyone's over to the assumption that that is going to happen. It's it's a given, and so I think that's – I don't see any way where that doesn't happen. I guess it could be wrong, but that's, that's not the overriding sentiment. But uh, you've got to uh, be <laughs> – you've got to be ready to uh, – make moves and, and you got to stay on top of the portal as far as knowing who's in there and have those guys all evaluated. So if you do have a, a situation where you need a, a receiver or a running back or whatever the case may be, you've already got a good head start on it by the by the evaluations that you've done on the guys. And, and that requires a lot of manpower. I mean, now not only do we scout and recruit high school talent and junior college talent, but you gotta you got to be on top of, uh, you know, the talent that goes into the portal. And uh, it's it's a full-time job, and and uh, you know I don't see it getting any any uh, different. I think it's going to go even more in that direction. And so you got to continue to recruit your own guys that are in the program already, and and uh, it's uh, it's made for a, a different dynamic on everything and a different spin for sure. And there's going to be a lot more uh, roster turnover and changes and and so forth uh, between teams going you know going forward. Well, Coach, what's the one thing that you absolutely have to get out of this spring camp? 
we have got to start to get the quarterback position settled. And I say get started on it because with Cam not involved, you can't have a definitive uh, answer or conclusion. But we've got to get a great evaluation on the guys that are going to be taking reps and make sure we get those guys situated in the depth chart uh, properly and, and uh, you know, decide who going into fall is going to get uh, you know be that third guy because Cam and, and Charlie will obviously battle for that starting job. And so we've got to get, get uh, those guys behind them situated. There you go. Coach Witt uh, joined uh, Hanson Scotty G as they get spring practice underway. And yeah, the, the quarterback, uh, the quarterback play last year, Gordon was, was rough. <laughs> and they had picked Cam rising. The, Sorry, go considering, ahead. Considering it's the most important position on the field. <laughs> I'd say it's, it's uh, critical. I feel bad for Cam Rising that he's not able to participate in this year's spring. And you heard Coach Witt say, hey, he's going to be in the conversation in the fall. And that's that's certainly, um, you know, you hope that's the case. And I, I certainly believe it is. But, he, you know, this spring he's going to be evaluating and, and making some decisions and, and kind of placing that hierarchy. And that's the number one thing he's trying to identify. If I were Cam Rising, man, I'd be bummed I wasn't uh, wasn't in the mix competing. But, you know, they've they've added some veteran talent. I think it's interesting that they keep recruiting over Cam Rising, but, you know, maybe they're trying to give him the, the, the challenge. But Charlie Brewer, I would I would bet on him being Utah starter at the moment. Jaquindon Jackson coming from Texas, going to compete. You heard him talk about Peter Costelli. But, you know, Charlie Brewer is, has played in a lot of football games. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I like the way. Uh, I like the way that 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 Whittingham uh, handled that question, though, because it's nice to know that a coach, when a player gets hurt like that, is going to reserve a spot for real competition for him, even though it won't come until later on. You know, if I'm camerizing and I hear my head coach talk like that, I, I don't know whether it's the absolute truth or not. But if it is the truth then good because he deserves a shot i think you know uh but but obviously they'll be studying the other guys and trying to come up with some sort of order like uh like what was talking about there but the other interesting thing that i thought uh was uh <laughs> kind of uh key in that discussion was when hans asked wit about um about Guy Holiday, he essentially just said, well, it's my responsibility to look out for the best interests of the program as a whole. So took full responsibility for that. Thought the room needed a new voice, new leadership, and, uh, you know, there's probably a lot of details that went into that opinion. Um, yeah. they're, they're excited about Chad Bumpus. They've had uh, experience with him in the past, and, and we'll see what he can do recruiting particularly, but with this uh, group. And Austin and I have been joking about this. I've got, I've got to get into my mind Bumpus because that's how you pronounce his name. But I always think about the Christmas story and the Bumpuses, the neighbor. You know what I'm talking about? I hear Bumpus, and all I hear is Bumpuses! Bumpuses! <laughs> You well, know you're the dogs. The, adjustment. <laughs> the yeah. dogs that eat the turkey and that just defeated the old man, <laughs> where all he wanted was a Christmas turkey, and the Bumpus's dogs got loose, just Bump broke Bumpus. them. Bumpus. <laughs> so Bumpus, I've got to get that into my into my brain because I just hear Bumpus, that screech where he's so mad at the dogs with the turkey, and How then they end th up at the Chinese food restaurant. 
How much do you think it complicates things to have 120 players hanging out up there? Well, it probably complicates things for the the football ops guy, but I bet I bet the coaches like it. They they got bodies for days, you know. <laughs> they got they've got plenty of guys to work out and run through drills. I bet the coaches like it. I bet the ops guys maybe not so much. I don't know if coaches like that or not. It just makes it it adds a little confusion, doesn't it? What do you well, say? So, they were six. They're six deep in every every single position or something. I don't know. I think what it makes. I think it's the recruit. Like recruiting is what it really messes with, right? And we're not going to see that maybe until next year when this all catches up. But at some point, it will. Yeah, yeah. But right now, you have the luxury of just identifying who the guys are, right? You know, <laughs> keep track of everybody. You've got a deep pool, so you can figure out who's gonna. <laughs> gonna best uh be in your program coming up because not everybody is because those numbers eventually have to come back down to normal right right yeah they do so it must feel good for them to be able to find if not some normalcy at least a a, a movement in a direction where they can get back to what they're used to doing you know spring ball uh, summer thinking about what you saw, uh, and then uh, putting it all into place for in the fall, as opposed to what uh, all the upheaval over the last year. I just want to hear that Bumpus's thing again. Well, I don't. Oh shoot! <laughs> I threw that at Austin. Bumpus's. <laughs> so funny. So funny. Anyway, Chad Bumpfus uh, comes highly recommended. We'll see. We'll see how he does. Just back to that yeah. conversation. Uh, all right. Uh, continuing on and what's going on. Let's check in with DJ and PK. They give their thoughts and reaction to the brackets being released. Brackets are out. What's going to happen with BYU and Utah State? Mm, it's going to be sweet when they meet, face off in the final four. <laughs> Alex says, I just want the Aggies to win in the tournament. It's been a while since they've got one in the big dance. 20 years. Yeah, it's too bad they didn't have it last year because they could have had two NBA players. I think Kate is an NBA player, and obviously Sam Merrill has made the NBA, but nevertheless, that's where they're at. I, you know, I think they've got a shot because they've got – they can play some defense. I thought that was a Majerus dream on Saturday, San Diego State and Utah State defensively. San Diego State really got after those guys, played great defense. It was somewhat of an old-school game, and I think the Aggies can do that too. you got to hit shots, though. got to hit enough shots to win. So Texas Tech is not a prolific offensive team themselves. Uh, they got that McClung kid who was a transfer from Georgia, Georgetown who was considering BYU. And he's their leading scorer at about 15 points a game. So I think they've, they've got a shot to win. I don't know that they will, but they've got a shot. And if you're looking for that one win, it's right there before you. So I'll give you that. They absolutely have a shot, and their defense has been excellent. But they've now had, what, three of the last four games where they basically had 20-point first halves, maybe a little more than that. That's what I'm saying. you got to hit shots. And it, that trend – I find that trend really, really distressing. It's and and the thing about the NCAA tournament is that it's so different. 
and these are college kids, and if you're playing in it for the first time and you've watched it on TV, you don't know what's going to happen with the nerves, and some guys play really poorly, and some guys play great. So what's come before it doesn't necessarily tell you what's going to happen in that game. And so I don't want to make too big a deal out of these these three games, but, man, it has been such a struggle, and they could really dig themselves a hole if they struggle like that out of the gate. So, yes, make shots, get yourself some easy looks somehow, and, and try to get going a little bit because it just seems like – it almost seems like now it's a given that the first half has been a struggle, and it wasn't like that for a big chunk of the year, but for whatever reason, it is now. Sure. Well, I think competition has something to do with it. I think for whatever reason, I think I'll give you yeah, San Diego State, but that doesn't explain what happened at Fresno State. I mean, it shouldn't be the competition there. Mm. Certainly, CSU and Utah State knew it was high stakes when they got on the floor. And San Diego State, I mean, that's their calling card for years now. You know, you know they're going to defend you, yeah, especially in a conference athletes. tournament title, and they lost to you two years in a row. And then you, they had to go to Logan to start the regular season. They lost to you twice there. I mean. They're gonna they're gonna come out and absolutely want a piece of you. So. No, they're gonna have to hit shots. Yeah, I get it. I think they're gonna have to hit shots. No question about it. All right, and for BYU, uh, we didn't get a lot of feedback about uh, BYU here, and I suppose that's uh, largely because they don't even know who they're playing. They don't. I mean, although Neil two said two wins, so I don't know if he's thinking one apiece or he's thinking BYU to the Sweet Sixteen. It's not out of the realm, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not even worried about that second game. Yeah. As, as Matt Harms said yesterday, second you think about the Sweet 16, you're you're just diced. And here's a kid who's played in the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight because he, he did it as uh, his first two years at Purdue. So that's when he was on there yesterday and as a senior leader and a mature kid uh, talking about that. And he's absolutely right. It's all about themselves here with an eye towards that Thursday game. And uh, they've got they've got shots. If you're seated sixth and you're playing an 11 seed, I don't care how big the name is of the uh, jersey of that 11 seed, you're expected to win. And it would be a major disappointment for these guys. These guys want to se- – Mark Pope wants to separate himself from BYU's recent past. And the only way to do that is to win in the NCAA tournament. At least get one. There you go, DJ and PK talking about the upcoming tournament and uh, Utah State and BYU going. Yeah, I I agree with what PK was getting at there. Mark Pope is hungry to uh, to get some victories in in the tournament, and obviously he's going to have to beat a marquee name team in that first round, either UCLA or Michigan State, and and BYU's good enough to do that. Whether they will or not, we're just going to have to wait and see. Because like DJ was talking about, all the it's just sort of the variables that come into play with the with the NCAA tournament and uh, sort of a you lose once and you're gone, baby. One and done, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's the nature. You got to show up well, and and you got to play. So, mm-hmm. well, I would imagine BYU, uh, to steal your word, is hungry to do so after last year. And I realize some of the, the, the participants are different, of course, but you know, not being able to have that opportunity last year when they thought they had a pretty good team. Utah State, you could say this about as well. I, I bet they're eager to, to go out there and, and do some damage for sure. But, it, you so know, it, it, 
which BYU which team do you, which BYU team do you think will show up the the one that was in the playing so well in the first half against Gonzaga or the team that really struggled in the second? See, I thought that was more about Gonzaga though. Then I mean, you but know, every do I expect BYU? Face, do I expect BYU to shoot seventy percent like they did in the first half? No. Yeah. Well, it's not your typical. It's not your best. UCLA or Michigan State teams, and so BYU will have to to get past uh, the, the the name of the school, the name of the program on the jersey, because uh, I think they're better than either one of those teams. Now, whether they play like it, <laughs> we're just going to have to wait and see. All right, we'll get to more coming up right around the corner. Don't forget, Mannix jumps on, on with us at the top of the 4 o'clock hour, but we're here at RGS Exteriors and Construction, 801-280-3110. And our friend Tim joins us once again, and uh, we're taking care. Let's let's kind of go over the basics, Tim, because you guys will do you know gutters, siding, all sorts of – if it's on the outside of the home, pretty much you guys are on it. That's right. I mean, anything but roofing, right? If it's anything on the vertical side of a house, we got it. How, uh, I, I guess, uh, you know, how extreme can you get when we're talking about this sort of thing, like siding, for example? I mean, can you really completely change the look of your home from the exterior? It's, you know, there's so many different things nowadays. I mean, with, back in the 80s, 90s, even the 2000s, it was pretty, you know, taupe colors and pretty basic. And now there's so many different things and so many different products that we have. So there's literally the, the sky's the limit on what you can do on your outside. So, you know, if you want to go completely modern, we can even look at can make a – a standard old home look modern or anything you want you dream it and we can we can get it taken care of i was playing golf the other day and i saw this house that was a stucco house but in parts it it looked as if the stucco had worn away and there was um uh, rock underneath yeah. like one i decided like this this look is not for me but two i thought well that's pretty amazing yeah, it's well, pretty cool there's that, yeah. there's a lot of stuff you can do with that and and then the other thing too is um one Nice thing about the the guys we talked about having sales guys come out is they can literally take a picture of your home, take it back and put it in the office and, and use the computer program and they can build your house as far as the exterior of anything you can think of on the outside. They can put on the outside so that you can visualize it. You can see it. So you can see what it's going to look That's like, awesome. colors. You know, say you just want standard hardy, you can, but you don't know what color you want. They literally can take it and, and with the computer sitting there and go, okay, here's what gray looks like. Here's what blue looks like. Here's what taupe looks like whatever you want um, they can do right there in front of you so that you can kind of decide what's going to be the best for you 801-280-3110 is the number to call and uh, folks want to get on the schedule now because uh, you know it's kind of a weird world right now so the sooner that you jump on it the better yeah i've never thought we'd have anything like this what covid would do in the aftermath here we are a year later but but material delays are the biggest the biggest problem for for all of us and so Knowing what we're going to do sooner than later is always going to be better and, and get the products now. And so, you know, it's so cliche and you never want to have, be that salesman that says, oh, you got to do it now. It'll never be cheaper. But honestly, it, it won't um, with what's happening and, and the, the prices of materials that's going through the roof. And I don't know if you've priced looking at a new home lately, but oh, my gosh, yeah, I, who would something. have ever thought you'd have to pay half a million dollars for a townhome in yeah. Salt Lake somewhere. But that's unfortunately the world we live in now. So. We want to get you taken care of before those prices go up and, and um, hit it before those big increases. And so just call us. We can come out and look at it and see what we can do. Let's get on it. 801-280-3110, 801-280-3110, or go online, rgsutahsiding.com. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. 
Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. After 15 years in the Saints and 20 years in the NFL, our dad is finally going to retire. So we can spend more time with us. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. That was the Breeze children announcing the retirement uh, of their father, Drew, which was a charming way to announce his retirement, although he had already had the big announcement with NBC locked and loaded and ready to go. But uh, Drew Breeze uh, retiring, Gordon, is, is certainly one of the best to ever do it. Yeah, no doubt about that. And uh, I I think that's fine. I get the kids involved. They're excited about spending time with their dad. Why not? Okay, good. So that leaves a gaping hole at the starting quarterback position with the Saints. What I don't know about the, gaping what hole. There's, the, there's the Taysom Hill, Hill and, uh, and uh, Jameis Winston there. Do you think Taysom Hill is a full-time starter in the NFL? This is the big question. I, I, I just, I know BYU fans get mad when I say it, and uh, I don't know it for a fact, but I'm not sure that he is a long-term solution at quarterback. Well, he's 31 years old, so, but I, I just, I know what he complete uh, like 70 percent of his passes this last year. Uh, so I mean, he's he's shown some some capability there. I, I just don't know if he's got uh, the arm necessary, but I guess we're going to find out, perhaps anyway, unless the Saints decide to go a different direction or Jameis Winston might be there or they wouldn't. Would they draft a quarterback? Uh, I would if I were the if I were the Saints. But, see, the Saints' salary caps is, is in such bad shape and it's easy for me to say this, but if I'm the Saints, I just cut everybody and start over. Because I don't know, with <laughs> either Jameis or Taysom at the quarterback, do you consider them Super Bowl contenders? Maybe some people would. I I don't really with either one of those guys. Um, Taysom did restructure his deal to give them an extra $7.5 million against the cap, but by doing so, he'd signed what's a four-year deal and everybody you know raised an eyebrow to the 140 million dollars it could be worth but considering all those years are voidable this is all about restructuring so there's really nothing to read into there uh, he could still easily be the hybrid player with that contract and be and be a bargain so don't overreact to that but I you know he started in place of drew Brees last year Gordon he went what three and one mm-hmm. so he he played well at times I mean I think he'll be in the running I just don't I, I don't know if he's the future at that position for that franchise. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same camp you are. I guess we'll have to wait and find out. He get essentially he got signed. He got a twelve million dollar deal for one year. That's what it right because the rest are are not guaranteed. They're they're voidable, but it'll still he will still get the money he was guaranteed for this year. They're just paying him in a different way. Uh, similar to what we talked about with Tom Brady last week. Still, if you had told me when he was playing at BYU that he'd end up making $12 million in a single year in the NFL as a quarterback, I, I would have been surprised, I think, at that. Not earlier on in his career, but after so many injuries, and I, I just didn't think he had a great arm. 
That's, I mean, he's strong arm, but just not accurate enough. But uh, like I said, the percentage was pretty high this last year. So we'll see what the Saints do. It's just it's hard to replace uh, Drew Brees. I mean, this guy, what like you said, one of the all-time greats. Uh, that would be really, really tough to do. But I guess that's his challenge. But he's getting paid. Well, I mean, that's the thing is Taysom Hill will never be Drew Brees. So does Sean Payton adjust the offense to to highlight a player of Taysom Hill's um, uh, his skill set? But and I get I certainly would understand why Taysom Hill would want to be a start, starting quarterback. I get that, and he, he's going to compete for it. But I don't think he should be he should shy away from the niche that he's carved out in the NFL as this hybrid guy who's willing to go out there and do anything. How many how many players get the opportunity to do that? You know, where all of a sudden the other team has to game plan for you because you've created this new position, which is a real weapon for your team. I think, you know, I don't know. I, I'm sure he wants to be the starter, and if he doesn't get named the starter, I'm sure he'll be disappointed, but he should not fall out of embracing that role, whether it's with the Saints or somebody else. As you mentioned, Gordon, I would never have guessed he'd be making $12 million a year at the NFL, but that's because he can do that. So right. and that's if a, you he doesn't get the great, gig, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you bring up a great question then. Which would you, ra- would you rather be a starting quarterback who is on down the line a ways just kind of because Taysom Hill won't, he isn't going to be a great NFL starter in my opinion. And so which would you rather be, a starter who is on down the line a ways or, or the unique hybrid that he is by way of his tremendous athleticism. And willingness to do whatever, right? I mean, he was playing special teams there for a minute, which I thought was <laughs> awesome. Just willingness to be a weapon in any way that his team needs him. Um, I, I think that's unique in the NFL. There aren't many players like that. You know? Isn't you that think funny of, that it makes him stand out? When you think of a hybrid player, his name is at the top of the list. When you but think he, of a quarterback, well, his name's on down the list always. But then there's guys like Cordell Stewart who, you know, you you see he just wanted he wanted to be a starting quarterback and he was good in the league for a long time, but he was special when he was slash, right? Yeah. So yeah, I Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, it'll be it'll, I don't know how it's going to turn out, but with that huge uh, sort of void Without Drew Brees there, it's it's a large space to fill. It really and, is. So we'll see how it goes for the. It's interesting that we're talking about two Cougar quarterbacks this year, uh, Taysom Hill and obviously Zach Wilson is already driving a Maserati. Compliments of his uh, agency, and uh, is going to be very well paid, as what might be the second pick in the draft. Well, if you want to throw a Ute in there, Gordon, as long as we're talking about the Saints, they franchise Marcus Williams. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, a lot of a lot of guys getting paid then. Yeah, Marcus has certainly turned into a, a unbelievable pro. I think we all thought he would well, be he pretty did. good, but I don't yeah. know about this kid. I mean, getting franchised that means you're the. I know it's not ideal in a lot of players' minds, but it does mean you're amongst the best of the best of your position. So. Uh, but the Saints, uh, if you look at their salary, and, and here in the NFL, Gordon, it is going to be interesting. I'll have to double-check, but the, the, the date for you have to be under the salary cap is coming up. I think it's this week. It might be next week. But there are a bunch of teams that are way over the cap, including the Saints. And so it's going to be a bloodbath in the NFL because the cap went down, not up. So it's at yeah. $182 million. So 
there is going to be a bunch of NFL players out there looking for a new gig and not much salary cap room. So yes. yeah. uh, you, Jamal Williams got let go because Green Bay, uh, you know, decided to go another um, uh, direction at the at the running back position. Um, giving, uh, let's see, uh, who was the running back? It's Aaron. Why am I going blank here? Aaron. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Jones. Jones. They decided yeah, to give yeah. Aaron Jones uh, a big deal, and he's been really, really good, but he's kind of been a tandem there with Jamal, right? And so – now, uh, thanks to salary cap restraints, Jamal uh, Williams has to go find another another spot to play, which I which I'm sure he will. Yes, but he was a good fit there in Green Bay. I'm sure he's disappointed not going to be yeah, back and, here next year. And this that's a great example. I don't think they would have been letting him go if it weren't for the salary cap uh, tightness. So that's yeah, got to be but, honestly that's got to be a really difficult job for uh, you know we've talked to Dennis Lindsay a little bit about this in the past and. I can't remember if we asked Justin about it, uh, Justin Zanuck, at, at great length. But, you know, having being forced to make tough decisions on players that you really like because of salary cap reasons has got to be the worst part of the job, right? And who who you've asked to sacrifice and, and give everything they've got to your team, and they've done so, and then you still got to swing that axe, you know? Especially when you know the guy's good enough to play. Yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> heaven forbid – uh, they go on and play so really well somewhere else. Uh, at one point, I'm sure those you know these general managers are thinking, "Oh, good for that player," because they you know they're human and probably are rooting for this their success. But on the other hand, they're like, "Oh man, it could have been us." Like, don't you think the Clippers think that about Joe Ingles? Or that's just the first example <laughs> sure. that comes to my mind. But, yeah, that comes you know, to mind. I, and think about what the, we talked about this a little bit. We just barely mentioned it. The situation in Kansas City where they let their two tackles go, Eric Fisher, and I always forget the other guy's name. Schwartz. Schwartz, yeah. You know, both of those guys, they're all league-type players. And we saw the need that they had in the Super Bowl with both of those guys being out, and yet that was totally a money move. Now, I mean, that is a classic example of a team that wants to keep some guys, will have to pay those guys, but then looks at the numbers and says, uh, we got to do something. If it just was about pure competition, both those guys would still be Chiefs, right? So, so that's what not are they how the NFL do? works? I mean, that's why I think so many fans want are all in favor of salary cap, and you know these guys get paid a ridiculous amount of money. But if you're a fan of a team, that salary cap is going to cost you. I don't know what the Chiefs are going to do. I mean, what, that those two guys are important enough. You can have Patrick Mahomes all day long, but those two guys are important enough. Where are they? How are they going to replace those guys? You're going to draft a rookie? Yep, they're going to draft people that aren't as good. That, and, that. and that's why it's really hard to have a uh, dynasty in the NFL, in the modern NFL. It's it's why it's really difficult. It's why even in the midst of the Patriots dynasty, they had to rebuild that roster. What three times at least? I mean, it's just how the NFL works. Well, it's. Uh, I'm sure that those were painful decisions that Andy Reid and others had to make and have to make around the league, like you talked about. This is not a unique situation for one team. But will the Chiefs be better off for having made that move? No way. No, but they'll be better off paying Patrick Mahomes, which is <laughs> what leads you know decisions like that to being necessary. So Patrick Mahomes sits there and says, yeah, I want my money, but guess what? Now I don't have my guys out there to protect me. So I'm going to end up looking worse than I would have otherwise. But I got my money. 
but I'll still go home to my money. <laughs> I mean, that's what your your mud hen, your boy Flacco. I keep bringing this up, but he had to be the most uh, the most unpopular dude in that Ravens locker room when he walked in there. Yeah, like, man, we stink, a, but you're you're getting paid a ton, so thank goodness for that. It's the Toledo, the Toledo mud hens. It's the Delaware fighting blue hens. That's what I said, mud hens. Blue hens. You told me there's, it was there's, mud hens. Come there's, on. There's a difference between mud hens and blue hens. And one exists. <laughs> Never seen a I blue hen in my life. Next time, next time fans want to complain about, you know, these guys make too much money. I want that salary cap and I want it tight. Well, think about what the Chiefs are going to go through here. And who knows? Maybe they're smart enough to figure it out and they'll they'll keep on going to Super Bowls. But I hope not. I, yeah, I don't. I hope because those too. both of those players are going to go on somewhere else. And both of them obviously coming off of injuries, but they're going to ha- they're going to go somewhere else. and They're going to play really well. I hope they do. And I hope the Chiefs lose every game. Because <laughs> you hate the chefs, don't you? I do not like the chefs. All right. Want to remind you about our friends at the store. They've got grab-and-go meals, hundreds of local products, and they are locally owned. The store with two locations, 6200 South and 2050 East, or at the Gateway Mall in downtown Salt Lake City. More next, live from RGS Exteriors and Construction. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Time for a market update on The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Market update brought to you by our friends at TryDayTrading.com. Now anyone can be a day trader. Visit TryDayTrading.com. Live from RGS Exteriors and Construction. Give them a call. Find out what they can do for you. 801-280-3110. Our friend Tim is going to join uh, uh, join us in a moment. But uh, first, Gordo, how the markets do today? Well, let me start with the S&P. It was up uh, just over 25 points. Come on down. We'll have a good time. The NASDAQ was up just shy of 140 points. Oh, hell yeah. And the Dow, the Dow continues to power upward and onward up uh, nearly 175 points today. Oh, man, that's so good. What was, what was that? that last one? It was kind your of guy Frank Dolce there. That was a Frank Chester. You oh, man, under. that's so good. What was he talking about? What could possibly have the been that good that Frank would? Let me hear that one more time. Oh, man, under. that's so good. <laughs> it's weird. That's that, that's. That uh, even Chester thought that was a little weird, but uh, anyway. that sounds like something Chester would do when talking uh, about some sort of Swedish massage or something. You got once. See, Chester doesn't take that tone though. He does all he frequently, uh, all the time. <laughs> he doesn't have another tone. <laughs> anyway, it's all good today. 
All right. Okay, we've got uh, Mannix coming up right around the corner, but as I mentioned, we're here at RGS Exteriors and Construction, the number 801-280-3110, 801-280-3110. Our friend Tim is jumping on with us once again. And, Tim, uh, we love coming out here. We love helping our listeners with this stuff because, you know, for a lot of us, uh, the home is the biggest, most important investment we make and uh, when you improve the exterior, you improve how you feel it about the house and, of course, the value. No, absolutely. We, you know, we want you to be able to pull up in your driveway and go, man, that house looks good. It's something that you, uh, you know, like you said, it's the biggest investment you ever make. Um, and the other thing, too, with the cost of housing and the things that it is right now, it's so dang expensive to buy a new house because of the land price. It's becoming much more uh, affordable or much more money sound to remodel your home and stay where you're at. And so that's where we're at. We can we can basically give your, your exterior a complete facelift. Uh, it can be as simple as just adding a new gutter so that, you know, leaky gutters are completely redoing the entire outside. We can tear the stucco down, put new siding on, whatever you want. Whatever you think or dream, we can do for you. You know, I was just thinking about gutters for a second. Maybe folks out there have noticed, like, whoa, those icicles got a little dangerous and maybe a little heavy and those sorts of things. No, might I, not, might Now might be the time to do it. It is. You know, this is actually the time. What we used to tell customers all the time is if you're going to clean your gutters yourself, which we say don't hire us to do that. But if you want to do it yourself, no problem. We always just say around the spring break, Easter time frame, um, and then Thanksgiving is when you want to do it. So that's the two times a year you want to kind of get out and check your gutters, which is really right now, you know, here in the next couple of weeks. And so get out and inspect them or just call us and let us do that. And it's obviously a free service that we can offer to come and check it out and let you know uh, what we can do. And jump on it because things are busy, 801-280-3110, 801-280-3110. But also uh, materials are a little bit more complicated this day and age, so we've got to jump on it early. Yeah, we do. Uh, you know, we've talked about it a lot throughout the show today, but do, thanks to COVID and the backlogs that the suppliers are having, it's it's more important to get scheduled earlier. Uh, a product that used to take, you know, a week or two is now taking sometimes 10 and 12 just to get the materials. So. It's really important to jump on it now, get things ordered, get things coming now so that we can get you taken care of before the summer so you can enjoy the summer and enjoy your home and not have to worry about anything uh, on the outside. Jump on it, 801-280-3110. That's 801-280-3110, RGS uh, Exteriors and Construction. By the way, RGSUtahSiding.com, too, is that website, RGSUtahSiding.com. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, Mannix with us next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.